Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello, Falcoholics. What is up? Welcome to another episode of the Falcoholic Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Knight at Falcoholic. Kevin here to bring you, that's right, another 2023 mock draft for the Atlanta Falcons, the January edition of this mock draft. Uh, There will be another one in January, so it's not going to be the only January one, but it's the first one in January. We're calling it the January edition. That's the most creative name I could come up with on on short notice. So uh, that's where we're at. This will be another four-round mock draft. It will, however, be the last four-round mock draft. After this one, we'll be going to all seven rounds. Um, By then, I think I should have enough of an idea of these later-round guys to at least be able to give you some names that I think could be interesting for the Falcons and um, hoping to get access to a more advanced mock draft simulator here very soon. Um, Maybe even by the time you hear this, I'll have access to it. So uh, looking forward to playing around with that and doing some other cool stuff with that. But uh, right now we got a mock to get to for the Falcons who are officially picking at eight. This is going to be the first mock draft with their, I guess, mostly official draft picks, uh, more or less. So at this point, um, you know, things could change slightly depending on how complex are awarded and things like that. But for the most part, these are going to be Atlanta's draft picks. Uh, give or take, you know, a few spots. And, uh, yeah, I, I think this is gonna, it's gonna be a little bit different than the last one. Um, you know, not, not trying to do the same thing every time, but I think, uh, I think you'll like the first pick at least. Maybe you'll hate the rest of it, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see. That's how these things go. So uh, let's get right to it, starting with the first round pick. It's going to be a name that's been linked to the Falcons quite a bit in the last uh, couple of weeks. Seems to be kind of like quietly falling a little bit down draft boards. Um, Not really for any talent-related reason, but... Miles Murphy, uh, the edge rusher from Clemson, did remain on the board uh, for the Falcons in this mock draft. I do think that there is a decent chance that this happens. Um, it really just depends on the how many quarterbacks go, do, do any corners or offensive tackles go before Atlanta, um, and, you know, does someone like Brian Brzee go before this pick? Um, and if any of those things happen, Miles Murphy could certainly still be on the board. Tyree Wilson has ended up going ahead of Murphy in a lot of mocks these days. I mean, I don't think Tyree Wilson's a better player than Miles Murphy, but some teams may value that sort of elite length uh, and upside a little bit more than Miles Murphy, who's just a really good player, Um, you know, whatever. But yeah, Murphy um, is a guy that I really like. Uh, I think he's pretty much a a ready-to-go starting edge rusher in the NFL. Great run defender. Uh, excellent athleticism, quite strong at the point of attack, really explosive, has good agility, um, and is a bigger 
edge as well, right? Um, I know some have compared him a little bit to like a Trayvon Walker. He's not quite as big, but definitely a bigger edge defender, you know, 6'5", 275. I don't think Murphy's like going to test that sort of one-of-one level that Trayvon Walker did, but I think he's certainly going to be a very high-end athlete. And Murphy is is just a really good player. I think he's he's pretty ready to go. I mean, I think he needs to continue to work on a couple of things here and there. But for the most part, I mean, I think he's a fairly advanced pass rusher. I liked his his array of moves. Um, he's moved all around the defensive front. He's a guy that can rush from the interior a bit. Um, he can stand up. He can put his hand in the dirt. So I think he would fit with a variety of schemes. You know, depend. He could work with a lot of the guys the Falcons could consider hiring, whether they go to more 4-3 looks or more 3-4 looks. doesn't really matter. I think they have a lot of options with how to play him. And I think he's a three-down defender um, and just somebody that would plug in and immediately be a starter for the Falcons. And um, I think he could continue to grow, too. Um, so I, I think if Miles Murphy is there at eight, he's an easy best player available pick uh, for this team. Um, it would be a perfect fit in terms of need as well. So that that is where I would lean, and he would probably be my top choice if he's still available uh, at eight at this point. And I think there's a... a decent chance that that it could have been this way especially if there's a lot of trade-ups for quarterbacks um and i do expect three quarterbacks to go ahead of where atlanta's picking uh, i think two at minimum but i think a third will probably sneak in there so if that happens it means some some skill position guys well not necessarily skill position but non-quarterbacks are going to fall a little bit as a resort uh as a result so next pick we're going to get to uh, round two, pick 44, uh, officially at this point, uh, is going to be maybe contentious, right? It's going to be wide receiver, uh, Rashi Rice from SMU. Uh, I know we had, uh, a fan in the patron discord, uh, say like, oh, could you look at R- Rashi Rice? And I have looked at Rashi Rice. I do really like Rashi Rice. And I think He's an excellent receiver. I think this is a guy that's probably going to be mocked in the late first round quite a bit. Um, And he really fits exactly what the Falcons need, which I think is a potential wide receiver one eventually. Um, You know, a 6'2", 205, looks like an elite athlete. The the question with Rice is that he just hasn't run a very detailed route tree. I don't think he's a bad route runner. I actually think he's pretty good at the routes that SMU has asked him to run. So I'm confident that you know, with time that he can learn the whole route tree and and probably execute it at a high level. Just right now, he's sort of limited in the routes that he runs, but his skill set is very dynamic. The Falcons need that. They need a more dynamic guy, a guy that can, you know, catch a screen and take it and and get some yards after catch. They need a guy with some some deep speed, and I think Rice has that for sure. Um, I do think he's an excellent complement to what the Falcons already have in Drake London. Uh, who's more of a physical, you know, possession receiver, uh, offers you more of that ability. And then of course, Kyle Pitts, who's just sort of, you know, an amazing deep threat, uh, really dynamic tight end. I think Rice is just a great compliment. He's got the size. He's a, he's a really physical, effective run blocker. So that's going to, of course, make Arthur Smith happy. I do think Rice is really a perfect fit for the Falcons. If he, and at pick 44, a lot of people are going to be like, well, you need to take defensive line, you know, just just smash defensive line as much as possible. They really shouldn't just go into it like that. It, NFL teams don't generally do that. And then the reason, especially for a team like the Falcons, who's picking near the top of the second round, this part of the draft 
in particular, you're looking for for first rounders that have fallen for whatever reason. You, so a lot of times it's safeties. Sometimes it's certain wide receivers. Sometimes it is defensive linemen, you know, um, but you're looking at this spot for the guys that have sort of fallen out of the first round for whatever reason. And this is where you pounce on those guys um, to get great value. And I think the Falcons, you know, BPA strategy um, probably is going to lead to them really casting a wide net with the second round pick, really looking to see who the best player on the board is at that point. I do think like a center is very likely here, whether it's John Michael Schmitz or, or Cedric Van Pran, if he officially does declare, um, you know, I think that's a likely pick. Both those guys happen to be gone already by the time um, the Falcons run the clock here in this mock. But I do think one of those two will probably be there in most mock simulators at this point in the draft. So center is, is going to be a common one, potentially uh, a cornerback that falls out of the first. But in this one, I think uh, like Rasheed Rice is, is really going to be a first round graded player. So getting him at pick 44 would be excellent value. And I think really feels fills one of the biggest remaining needs on the offense, which is that wide receiver too, um, and gives the Falcons that dynamic third option in the passing game uh, to complement what they already have. And I think it sets Desmond Ritter or whoever the the quarterback in 2023 is up really well with a full complement of, of weapons who can attack all three areas of the field, uh, all three levels, and, and do a great job. So that's that's where we're going with, with the second round pick. Um. <clears throat> with the third round pick, pick 75, we are going to go back to the defensive line. Uh, it's going to be defensive tackle Mozzie Smith from Michigan. Uh, very popular pick to the Falcons uh, as a sort of traditional nose tackle. Big guy, right? Um, I think he's, you know, over 330 pounds. Excellent size. Just you when you watch his tape, just overwhelming power is what stands out to me. Uh, really strong, tremendous anchor. Um and just dominates against the run, two gaps with ease. Uh, you know, the one question I sort of have is the length. Like, I don't know how long he really is. Um, he He's good at hand fighting, but he doesn't... I don't know if he has the length to really lock guys out and, and take advantage there. But he does play with really good leverage, and he's so strong that it, it doesn't hurt him as a run defender all that much. Um, he doesn't shed blockers extremely well. That's the one thing like he's not really going to be a shed and, and get into the backfield guy all the time but he just bull rushes people to smithereens sometimes and that's really where his his pass rush is right now but I, I do think his athleticism is is better than expected I think that he's a pretty good athlete I think he's got some burst and he's got some some lateral uh, mobility some some movement skills on the line of scrimmage to, to chase guys up and down so um, you know, his testing could be big. If he tests really well, I think he'll go even higher than this as, as a potential three down nose tackle. But for the Falcons, like they're going to add some defensive tackles and free agency. That's for sure. One spot. I think they could probably wait till the draft is at nose. I think there's a lot of really good nose tackles in this class. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of guys available in this like third to fourth round range. You know, in my last mock, I took Keanu Benton. Um, so th there's going to be guys, you know, Siaki, Ika from Baylor is another name to monitor. Um, the Falcons need that presence. You know, they need to solidify that interior to really get their run defense to the level it needs to be. Um, and I think, you know, taking a guy like Mozzie Smith uh, makes a lot of sense. It's a low cost way to fill that need and they can spend the money on more premium, you know, pass rushing DTs instead. So, uh, that would be my preference. We'll see what the Falcons end up doing, but um, really do like the fit of Mozzie Smith uh, coming in here.
All right, two more picks to get to on today's mock draft. Uh, two fourth rounders. So uh, the first fourth rounder, another trench player, big surprise, pick 107. Uh, it's going to be center Luke Whipler from Ohio State, uh, Aaron Freeman's favorite center. I think he has maybe has him as center one. You know, I know he was throwing some slander on John Michael Schmitz, but um, a guy that that certainly makes a lot of sense for Atlanta in terms of how he plays. You know, at first glance, actually looks quite a bit about Drew Dahlman, right? Very similar size, like 6'3", 300, something like that. Um, both are great athletes. Uh, I do think Whipler is a better center than Drew Dahlman coming out. Um, I think that Whipler has the, the same run blocking chops, the same expertise at really sealing blocks off and um, taking advantage of angles and got that really good athleticism of the position, just a, a perfect zone scheme center. Um, where I think Whipler is better is in pass protection. Um, he's really, really polished in terms of his technique. He, he, plays pretty much every down well picks up and handles blitzes and protection calls well and um I, I think he's got a better anchor I think he's just a better pass protector so um considering how weak the center class is in free agency I do think getting another center in here to compete with Dalman um since the Falcons seem to be moving Matt Hennessy more to guard I think that is is a good idea Generally, I'd prefer to take more of like a slam dunk center earlier. That's like a clear upgrade on Dalman. But I think Whipler probably is going to be a better center overall. And worst case scenario, you just have a really affordable, good center backup behind Dalman. Um, because, you know, Hennessy's only under contract for one more season. So I think you just have to keep taking shots at fixing center, at, at finding a long-term guy there. Um, and routinely, you do find good centers on day three. It, it, it It's common. And, you know, the Falcons got something in Drew Dahlman. Maybe he continues to improve. Maybe he doesn't. I think getting more insurance in here in the form of, like, a, a Luke Whipler is a good idea. So that's that's sort of where I'm leaning. Uh, and then the final pick of this mock, round four, pick 110. So just a couple picks later here. Uh, Falcons will have two picks sort of back-to-back because of how the uh, Titans finished. Um, this one might be controversial. It's a fourth round pick. I hope you don't get too upset, but, uh, I'm taking running back Devon, uh, a chain or a cane. I don't know exactly how to say it. Devon, a Shane, Devon, a cane. Um, it's a cool name. I, I need to learn how to say it exactly from Texas A&M. Um, and like, to be clear, I don't think running backs really like a primary need for this team at all. Um, I do think with Tyler Alger and Cordero Patterson and Avery Williams as sort of the complimentary guy, you're probably fine with that. Um, you know, if Caleb Huntley hadn't gotten hurt, I would think there's not really much investment needed at all. But we don't know exactly when Caleb Huntley will return. He could miss a decent chunk of the season recovering from that Achilles injury. So at that point, um, the Falcons do still need to bolster the running back room. I'm sure they, they could dip into free agency to do it. There's a lot of guys coming available, but nobody likes to spend on running backs. And I think it's not so much that they need another running back. It's that they need more dynamic playmakers. And... Uh, a Shane is a cane. I'm going to go with a cane. We're going to do that. Devon, a cane. Um, a Shane. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm going to have to pick something, I guess. We're going to, st- we're going to stick with a cane, but somebody can, uh, correct me in the comments if you know exactly how to say it. But, um, yeah, I mean, a cane is a really fantastic athlete. I mean, um, former track star, uh, I think he's likely to be one of the fastest players at the combine. Um, there's rumors that he runs in the high four twos, you know, I would think four, even low four threes probably be expected for him. So, um, 
extreme long speed, like elite long speed, um, tremendous agility. He's very elusive in the open field, but it's he's not like a one-trick speed runner that just hits open holes and takes it to the house. Um, a chain like a, a cane, I think, is is actually really effective, experienced running back. He's got good vision. He's patient, which is kind of you know sometimes that's not common when you got these guys with such elite athleticism. He follows his blocks. He hits the correct holes. He makes good reads. I think he's just a very good running back also. Um, and he was behind what might be the worst offensive line in college football at Texas A&M. Still had over a thousand yards. Um, so I, you know, you might be wondering, it's like, oh, well, all these things, why is he not like talked about as one of the top running backs in the class? If he's that good of an athlete, it's because he's 5'9", uh, 185. He's a small running back. Um, he's not going to be a bell cow guy. He's not going to be a guy that can take 15 plus carries in the NFL. Wasn't used extensively as a receiver either. I think his hands are pretty good. I think he absolutely can be a, a weapon in the passing game, but hasn't seen, we haven't seen a ton of it on tape. And then as a pass blocker, he's just not very effective. He's, he's too small, um, not overly strong. So he is a complimentary back and a, a backfield. And that's going to cap where his ceiling is in the draft. But I think he's a perfect fit for Atlanta because Atlanta has good pass protectors in Tyler Algier and Patterson. They've got, uh, they've already got the bruiser and the guys that can grind out all these carries in Algier and Patterson. What they're really missing, you know, certainly Patterson brings some of that dynamic uh, play to running back position, but they don't really have that home run threat right now. And and a, a Kane is is that home run threat where if he gets that big hole that we've seen Tyler Algier get sometimes, he could take that to the house. He's a totally different style of runner from those other two guys. Um, and I think really would present a lot of, of issues for opposing defenses uh, trying to, to prepare for sort of the bruising uh, attack of, of Algier and Patterson. And then they have to play against Devon Achain as, or Achain as well. I'm going to keep messing this up. I'm sorry. Um, so I, I like that pick. I do think he can develop into a more dynamic overall playmaker, somebody that you're running on reverses, on screens, on short passes and crossers and things like that. I do think that's that's something I would want to develop in him um, and get him more involved as like a short pass game player as well. Um, and I think he can be good at it. Um, I, I haven't seen anything that makes me think that he can't. Um, so that's where I my mind's going with it, adding just another dynamic weapon to the offense. Um, at a low cost here in the fourth round, uh, definitely was by far the best player available per, per my early rankings at this point. Um, and I think he's just going to be a tremendous NFL player. This is not another Dre Archer. Who's just sort of a speed guy. Can't play running back. Uh, a Kane is a good running back. He's got the vision, the elusiveness, you know, pretty good balance. Not, not a guy that's going to survive, you know, a bunch of tackle attempts, but he's really good at avoiding said tackle attempts. Um, I, I think he could be an impact player in Atlanta for sure. Um, somebody that I think will well, well outperform that draft stock and, and be a, a significant piece of the puzzle in the backfield. Um, so those are the picks for the Falcons. Uh, you know, I, I certainly like them. I think it's a, a pretty good scenario if it were to fall this way, but uh, we got a long way to go until the actual draft happens. The Senior Bowl's coming up uh, in just a little over a week, so we're gonna be I'm gonna be covering that extensively, of course. Um, so you have a lot of draft content to look forward to. This is just a little teaser before we get into the more serious seven round mocks that are gonna be coming up very soon. I will have one more coming before the Senior Bowl, so you can look forward to that as well. Um, 
but yeah, guys, I uh, really appreciate everyone watching today, listening to the podcast. Uh, please like, subscribe, leave us that five-star review. Uh, speaking of the Senior Bowl, if you're interested in helping uh, support our travel expenses, you can uh, donate at streamlabs.com slash thefalcoholic slash tip. Uh, you can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash falcoholic live. Uh, if, uh, speaking of the Patreon patrons, if you're listening, next Q&A session coming uh, on Monday at 6 p.m. We're going to be joined by Dave Choate and some other guests. We're going to take all of your questions, probably many of which will involve Lamar Jackson, the defensive coordinator search, and, you know, the draft. And I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. You can get in on that as well by signing up on our Patreon. Um, yeah, and and uh, we just really appreciate everyone watching, listening, hanging out with us. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday for the next Falcoholic Live at 8 p.m. And then we'll have a whole week of live shows coming to you during the Senior Bowl. Like I said, I'll be on site down there with some other fun folks. And we'll be having a whole host of coverage for you guys. Uh, so again, thank you guys so much for listening. Let me know what you think of the mock in the comments. Send me your own mocks. Uh, also, check out thefalcoholic.com, of course, for all the ter- terrific written content. Um, but until next time, guys, thanks so much for watching. We'll see you on the Falcoholic Podcast in the future and on the Falcoholic Live. Have a great day, folks.